Welcome to Beyond the Parent. This episode is actually part two of an interview Jeremy and I had with Dolan and Kristen Williams from last week. That's right. And in that interview, uh, Chuck talked way too much yep. and we went way over time. So Sorry. we had to chop it in half. So if you're listening to this and you didn't hear the first half, things are going to be weird. You're going to be picking up in the middle. And so uh, you will want to back up and listen to the episode right before this. Uh, Chuck, that'll be... Episode 11. Episode 11. So this is 12. If you're listening to 12 and you missed 11, stop. You will ruin your life if you continue to listen to this without going back. Not quite, but it would just make more sense. And then we'll get right into part two of our interview. Thanks, guys. Luke chapter 12, verse 48. Everyone to whom which much is given of him, much will be required. And from him to whom he entrusted much, there will be a demand for more. And so we want to integrate in all the things we do with our children, good stewardship in a biblical worldview. But just for people who think we're completely crazy, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we not. did purchase a little flip phone. If anybody That's remembers right. flip phones or still has a flip phone for all of Chuck them. Chuck doesn't if remember they, I do. If I they do. go on trips or are going to be somewhere where they want to be able to call us, they have that. It's just, you know, it's just a phone. That's all yeah. it is. There's nothing on it, but they yeah. can text us or call us. And so we do have that. We're, yeah. And the, and the idea is for them to see that we do want to integrate technology Technology, but we don't want it to uh, be a distraction from richer things. Yeah. And that at their age, it is such a powerful distraction of being right there in their pocket to pull out any time yeah. that we need for them to have an ability to be sit at rest or be present is mm-hmm. his work, I would say, to be present with the people that they're doing community with. And at age 16, we think that they're getting to a place that they're getting more able to manage that, as well as the right. responsibilities that come with it. So... I know you might have some follow-up questions, Jeremy, but I have some just thinking that with what um, restrictions and guidelines you have in place, I would say maybe stricter than a lot. Mm -hmm. I'll just put it that way. So with that, and then your kids are around other families Mm -hmm. and they're around other friends who don't have those same restrictions, and I'm sure they recognize that. So what do those conversations look like when they come to you questioning why, why does it look different for some other people and why? What does that look like? Yeah. Yeah. So, so far, certainly we've definitely had conversations where, you know, why do I have to wait that long? This has been um, with our oldest, Savannah, maybe, maybe about a year ago. She's about 14. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, you know, everybody, all of her friends, Pretty much, I wouldn't say all of them, but pretty much all of them have had phones, smartphones. And she would ask us, and we would just have just heart-to-heart conversations, basically sharing kind of what we're sharing with y'all today Mm -hmm. and what our vision is for our family and and why we see the importance in waiting and and trying to just be very honest with them. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, but hold that, hold that ground with them that this is just what we, we really value this and, and. We don't want to keep it from you to be mean or to be, you know, the the weird family or weird parents. But here's why we believe that you are not going to uh, miss anything from waiting. You're going to gain a lot. Yes. But nothing's really going to be missed except that initial uh, man. You know, it would be so nice. And to be honest, that has really stopped. I mean, they Mm -hmm. just kind of accepted this is what we do. Moved on. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a big deal. I I would (laughs) say even with, you know, some, of course, you're going to get some protest, of course, in the early stages. But now we're here. 
our children coming back and saying, man, I couldn't believe it. They were stuck on their phone the whole time. I couldn't yeah. even talk to them because they were so busy with yes. their phone and they will complain about a friend being that way. And it's really wonderful to be getting into the van for a trip and you'll see books and you'll see audio books coming out and, yeah. you, and you'll see them uh, driving down the road and they may want to even have a conversation with their friend which will allow, you know, while we're driving down the road and they're talking with a friend on the net because they've used up their game time. Mm. Um, but that interaction with a friend is much more valuable, right. right? They're developing deeper relationships. So obviously it's not easy. Some people think we're crazy, but we feel passionate about Can this. Can I share a quick story? Oh, yeah, quick. please. A recent, um, recently we had, me and the kids had to go to a, a, a meeting of ladies, like 60-plus ladies, who are worse about their phones than <laughs> no. teenagers. Well, it was this meeting. It was kind of a long meeting, and Savannah was um, a part of the program, and the boys had to come along. And and so we went, and they decided to grab their coin collections. Like, they have this, you know, box of all these old coins that they've started to collect. And so we sit down at the table at this restaurant, and they're across from all these ladies they've never met in their life. And, and they just start pulling out coins, and the ladies sitting with them are what is that? And they both just start getting into this deep conversation and showing them the different ones and how old this one is. And my granddaddy gave me this. And did you know this happened during World War II with pennies? And anyway, it, it just became this fun little time for them to talk. And at the end, um, a lady came up to us and she said, it was just so good to see your boys talking. And they, my boys were standing there and they were not on any kind of screen. Yeah. She said, yeah. that was so refreshing. And it, it made me feel good, but I was thankful that they got to hear that, too, that yeah. they got mm-hmm. to hear that, wow, other people do value this. They yeah. value you and conversation with you. Mm-hmm. They want to know about you and your interests, your hobbies, and you made a good choice. Wow. Yeah. Is, uh, so people are listening, and they're thinking, what in the world are you talking about? <laughs> and you, we have different rules at my house. You know, so right, I'm right. not... We're not saying this is the only way to do it. But I do want everyone who's listening to take this nugget away. You can limit your kid's access to technology, and you haven't wrecked your kid's life. You can say no to something in any realm, but specifically we're talking about the technology realm, and you haven't completely... They might scream like you have. They might pitch Mm -hmm. a fit like, oh, my life will never be the same if I can't have the same thing that everybody has, but whatever it is in this in this world of technology that you say no to, your kid's going to be okay. I mean, yeah. I just spent time with these three kids, and they're okay. <laughs> they're not they're not struggling. They're not unhappy. There's joy mm-hmm. in their life, mm-hmm. and it's not um, what you might think it would be. Sometimes yeah. we, as parents, fall into the trap of thinking. And I want my kid to have what everybody else has. I don't want them to be the odd man out. I don't want them to feel less than. I don't. But that's not going to come from them not having access to this specific app or this specific social media platform or or whatever it is that seems like such a big deal. And I've fallen into this trap before where I'm like, okay, I don't want my kid to miss out. And so they, you can have whatever. I give in, and then in two days. There's a, just another thing mm-hmm. that they want, and if mm-hmm. I don't get this, then mm-hmm. I'm still the odd man mm-hmm. out. So I, I guess I just want to warn parents that are listening, don't fall into that trap. That line of thinking is flawed. And the truth is your kid can grow up in uh, the current time frame that we're in and be happy and have joy and be fulfilled without every piece of technology that they think they need. Yeah, I think that's a good 
principle for followers of Christ to understand. Not not that this these re- certain restrictions when it comes to technology make it a sin issue, but it's really just a good habit for Christian young people to know, hey, my life doesn't have to look like every single person around me. It's okay to be different in some areas. And uh, that's what we're expected as followers of Christ. And I just thought this is fresh in my mind after you guys talking about the difference and stepping away from social media and everything like that. But we just um, had a missions trip this past week. Savannah was on this trip. Owen was on this trip. We took about 11 students, and one of the things we challenged them to do was to fast from all social media for the week. And that was probably really hard for some of them at first, but they knew, they committed to it. And this past week, I mean, it was so good to just, for the entire week, whenever we were together, whether it was in the van, we were just singing songs. When we were back at this church hanging out, we were playing games together. We were, mm-hmm. I mean, just the interaction. And and I didn't hear, maybe they complained behind my back, but I didn't hear <laughs> any complaints. And they loved being together. And I just like going through, we were in a new a big city. We're in Washington, D.C. And I'm like, man, if I was glued to my phone, I would be missing out on all these incredibly interesting things and people all around me. And just not being glued to to our phones and social media that week, it was a challenge. But man, that was just such an awesome experience. And our relationships with everyone in that group deepened because of that. And that's just what I think, what, what happens when we're we're making those decisions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't want to miss anything. We're getting close on our time. Um, I do want to, you talked about the conversations that you have with your kids. Was there any other um, point that we missed on that? Any other conversations that are training, teaching that you have with your kids? Uh, I think we covered this when you talked about um, them coming up and saying, hey, why couldn't I already have this? And um, But is that what you would say to parents as far as conversations, instead of just having these rules in place, right. make sure you're, speak to that a little yeah. bit. I think, you know, as parents, if we're going to talk to our children about, um, with all things, having the principles, biblical principles of being good stewards of our time and technology, that you don't only have conversations with them about, we're going to put these restrictions in place to protect you from all the terrible things on the internet. It's that we're going to put these things in place so that we can do so many other things mm-hmm. together so that you are reading stories together. You are going out and playing kickball with them. You are having adventures in the woods. And sometimes that's the trap we fall into. It's so easy. If they're on their screen, then I could do all these other things. And what you're doing is these other things are taking you away from those things. These children are going to be with us forever, but these things that are precious now. Yeah. that are so precious to us that, that we can just do life with them and and having adventures with them um, and having less screen time allows to do that. And they need to see that, feel that, hear that, because then they will desire it. We uh, decided to allow the boys, uh, I think first, I don't think Savannah bought one, but to allow them to buy an iPod so that they could carry in their pocket. I'm curious, you know, where's this going to go? Because it's very close to having a smartphone in your pocket. But it still had the limit of mm-hmm. each day, an hour and a half. And before long, I saw the iPod not going out the door. They just were carrying it with them for a little while, and then they didn't want to carry it anymore. And were really involved in other activities and doing things. And and I think that is hopefully a sign, you know, that we're helping them see and focus on things in balance, being able to enjoy the many things that God has available to us to enjoy. 
good yeah. music, good art, good audiobooks. They still do everyone. love a good video game. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. Who doesn't? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. that's true. There, I, there is a place for playing video games. I love I will a say. good video yeah. game. Yeah. Well, you guys, so you've started this. You've established these guidelines for your family. So what would you say, and we asked the same question to Pastor James, but what what would you say to parents who are, they already have kids, their kids already have devices, and they're listening to this and they're like, great, Dylan and Kristen, good for you guys, but it's too late for me. Like, <laughs> I mean, I've already given my kids everything. Um, how can I walk back and establish yeah. guidelines? And even if it's not, hey, I'm going to take my kid's phone away, if it's just, hey, I want to set up that that thinking of this um, the dichotomy of there's some dangers to too much of the phone and there's some stuff you're really missing out on. Mm-hmm. How do I introduce that concept into my kid's life? How do I walk this back? Yeah, it's kind of like taking your family's pulse. Like, what do you what do you notice in this sort of stepping back forest for the trees? You know, what, what are you noticing and what are you wanting to be there that may not be there or something is something you want to add or implement. And so when you when you take your family's pulse, if it's out of control, you, you want to consider the vision that you have or want for your family. And that's something we, I mean, I think all families want to continue to do. Mm-hmm. Always kind of absolutely um, checking in to see, because I mean, we even now are noticing things that we'd like to change sometimes. And um, as they grow and as the things in the culture change, um, you know, there's the things we might have to address. And, um, and it, it probably would be a difficult conversation. But I think I mentioned earlier talking about lecturing our kids you don't want it to be about lectures, limits, and punishments, but more of an, an open heart-to-heart conversation with them. And maybe ask them, how, how much do you think you're on your screen? And then maybe show them if you have a way of you know, showing them the actual amount of time that they have spent. Share some of the research about the effects of overuse of technology. And then maybe have them, and together, write down how they're currently using technology and let them talk about their priorities, what they think. Okay, out of all of this technology use, here's what I think is the most important. So then you're kind of sharing these ideas with them instead of telling them this is how it's going to be from now on, mm-hmm. which probably won't go well. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And and of course, add in the rules and consequences that you know you think are important. Um, but just starting the conversation and like you said, Jeremy, just figuring out what you yourself and as a family value and and want your your dynamic to look like mm-hmm. with regards to technology. I, I think as parents, we are always amazed what our children may say to us when, we, when we're willing and we're brave enough to ask them the questions. Mm-hmm. You know, when we sit down at a table and we say to our family, what is something that you wish that I would do with you more? Mm-hmm. What is something that you feel like that our family needs to do more of? And what are times that you feel like that you miss us most, that we're not doing things? when we should be doing around the home. And as you know, children, uh, teenagers especially, they love to debate or critique or tell you where you could do better. And, and when you get into those conversations, you can share with them how much you read about screens taking the time away and that you want to put some limits in place, like a no-screen day or whatever it may be, or so many hours of lessening, lessening the time, like Kristen was just talking about, so that you can do the richer things with them. And you may use some bits of technology in that, you know, uh, you 
in what your children may want to do, more cooking, more baking, or more more activities that they would uh, want to participate in with you. I certainly would not uh, recommend uh, a family going home and just saying, okay, this is it, one hour a day, when their kids are having like eight hours a day. Then there needs to be lots of conversation about what's being learned and what's in our family that's missing, what are some contributions that you want to make, and let's make this happen together and then start trimming back your hours of mm. screen time in order to make room for the greater things, the oh, things yeah. that are richer. So I'm saying, I'm having a conversation, hypothetically, yes. uh, with my kids and saying, hey, here's some stuff I'm learning about. I want to teach you about it. You, let's get on the same page with this. What do you think about that? What do you think safe? What do you think about the amount of time we're using on our phones? And then also saying, man, I wish we had more time to do these kind of things. You know, like, yeah. so I'm warning them and I'm offering them something better, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm finding when I sit down with my kids to play a game, I don't have to say, put your phone away. You yeah. know what I mean? We're engrossed in this game and we're not thinking about our phones, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. My youngest, Ryan, has decided he likes to cook. I don't know if I've told you that. Mm-hmm. Way to go, but so, And he's just like, hey, I'm going to go scramble an egg. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's, it's like... He doesn't need his video game while he's scrambling an egg, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I love that concept that, and I think sometimes we forget our kids are deep thinkers mm-hmm. and they're logical and they're smart and they can handle a conversation and come to a logical conclusion with you. It's not trickery. It's 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 helping them learn how to think through things, you know, yeah. instead of just... Oh, sorry. Instead of just, hey, here's the rule, you know? Mm-hmm. Because so. ultimately, you, you want to be able to pull back when they're ready yeah. to launch, launch. and right. manage right. it themselves. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which is the whole goal. Yeah. Last thing I need is a 40-year-old in my basement that doesn't know time management and <laughs> yeah. is still on his phone yes. all day, you yes. know? And when they're not in a hurry to get done with supper because of they're wanting to play video games, you know, or whatever screen they want to get in front of, you'll find that all of a sudden bigger topics come up at the table. Yeah. They yeah. love to get in discussions and have debates with parents because they're in that stage, teenagers are. Mm-hmm. And that's the time that you want to sit you may be tired, but you're not going to get this time back. Right. And this is rich, and there's so many wonderful, powerful things that they want to share with us about what they read, what they saw, or a friend that, that has upset them, or whatever it may be, and you enter, enter into some really great conversations when you don't have these other distractions that are pulling them. Well, because they do, as we know. And I think, too, it's, you know this, it's not just even with our kids, like those... Those like stopping and evaluating, man, what are what am I missing out on because of how much time I'm spending on screens? Like that's good for like marriages. Like that's good yeah. for everyone mm-hmm. just to sit up. That's just good for a personal self evaluation of man, what am I doing? What am I missing out on? And something we can just kind of stop and make shifts and changes in our habits and acknowledge them. I mean, I think that's just a good practice that, yeah, yeah. you know, Katie and I can sit down and talk about and yeah. have those conversations. I love that. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing I would say is when you go into a movie theater or you go into your room and you have a surround sound set up, you want to sit in the best seat that's going to give you the best sound effects and watch that movie the best. And when you lessen these things that are not as important because of being a stewardship, it's not that they don't have a place. It's that it should never take, right? With yeah. almost everything, food, money, everything, stewardship, is that you're choosing, I feel, to get in the best seat of your life. That you're like, I really want to experience these children. 
I want to experience the adventure of running through the woods, of walking outside. I want them not to be distracted by these screens so we can do those things and that we can live this stage of our life to the fullest and be fully present and experience it. Yeah. The, we didn't ask you to come and talk about this specifically, but as we're wrapping up, this is what I'm hearing. Lazy parenting, which I'm going to come up with a new term before our <laughs> next episode. It's It hurts our kids, but it hurts us. Oh, yeah. We're um, missing out. Yeah, I have a 20-year-old now. You know, he's halfway through college. He's an adult. He'll he'll be moving out and doing his own thing soon. There's no part of me that's like, man, I sure am glad I did all these other things instead of spending time with my kid. You know what I mean? All of my regrets are, man, I should have had more time for this. I should have made more time for this. And the day's going to come that all three of my sons are grown and out of the house and raising families of their own or having their own careers or whatever, you know, whatever that is. And I wonder how much regret there will be because of my lazy parenting, because it was just easier to let them play the video game instead of getting up off the couch and and doing something with my kid, you know. And uh, I think that's an important aspect of that. It's not just that we're hurting our kids by not investing in them. We're missing out on the opportunity to hang out with our favorite people. Yeah. And we only have this limited time with them. And I think that's parenting. It's this is an opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. But it feels like such a grind in the moment, you know, Mm -hmm. and my wife Mm -hmm. is crying right now. Yeah. So sorry. (laughs) It is. And, And I mean, it's just we have we only have so much time. And I remember, Jeremy, you told me this. When Wyatt was born, this and had it was to be like, wisdom. It, it was, <laughs> and it was just. I remember coming into the office, and I mean, Wyatt was just rough sleeper, always has been. But uh, I mean, we were. I was getting like no sleep, and I would just roll into the office like, uh, and Jeremy would just say over and over, "It's temporary. This season, Chuck is temporary," and it was, and and really like that. I mean, though he doesn't always sleep through the night and everything, but it's still those these stages of our parent like it just it flies by it yep. really is temporary yeah Dolan Kristen I want to give you any opportunity you have to share anything else but I but I just want to say um, Katie and I love watching you parent and we joke and say we want to be you're not much older than us but we want to <laughs> say we want to be like Dolan and Kristen when we grow up and um, we love to be around your kids and and learned so much just watching you and watching you parents. So thank you so much for helping set that example for all the younger parents of our church. Yeah, I think you guys are great too. Was we're thankful any- for we're thankful for all the people who pour into us oh, and yes. who have and who still are pouring into us as parents. And oh, yes. we're still learning, and um, hope we keep on learning. And absolutely, there's parents I'm sure that are going to be listening to this podcast that have poured into our lives saying oh I told them that yep. right? Yep. <laughs> right it's hard to give everybody credit there's so many strong families in Central Baptist Church mm-hmm. that has poured into us and we feel so humbled to be here and so thankful to be able to share this and we hope that this stirs lots of conversations among parents yes about yes. being intentional and, and loving their children Definitely. Well, thank you guys for listening to Beyond a Parent. Remember, parenting is beyond us, but in Christ, we have all that we need for this journey. Hey, thanks, guys. You did great. 